Has anyone ever heard the gospel artist Tasha Cobbs Leonard sing Break Every Chain? Maybe. Maybe not. While reading this text over the week, I could hear her singing that popular gospel song. And a chapter of my sorority brought her to the city a couple years ago to actually minister at a church here in New York, uptown in Harlem, and they gathered in the spirit of a gospel concert. And the draw was this big song where she says, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. So since some of you may not have heard it, maybe when you have time, your leisure, you might YouTube her and find her ministering the song. And if you do that in one particular video, it's like watching a great camp meeting, only it's taking place indoors in a contemporary setting. The video shows hundreds, perhaps even thousands, of people gathered in a church to witness the ministry of her song, and it leads right into an extended altar call. Some of you know what an altar call is, right? Well, if you don't know, the altar call is that experience following that great, often, sermon, that great worship moment where people have come, been called down to have prayer. And in some contexts, that's when the invitation to Christian discipleship is extended. What does that mean? Also known as opening the doors of the church. And that's where you come forward seeking to be saved, seeking salvation. And for others, as you're in that journey, if you've never had the experience beyond prayer and being in worship, it's seeking baptism. So it's tying all of that into one moment. So here in this text, Dr. Luke and his writing gives us a jam-packed story with all points leading to one central theme, salvation. The setting is Philippi at the town square, a location known as the place of prayer. How interesting is that, right? The place that is known for prayer. We read this story and see the nuanced binaries of darkness and light, captivity and freedom, wealth versus poverty, young and old, even male and female. Yet no matter what character you choose to focus on, all the narratives bring us back to the importance of salvation and the means of God's grace. One character is the girl who is a slave. Her owners are two more characters, or at least more than one. Next, we have the Roman officials. Then there is the jailer, and of course you have Paul and Silas. Yes, and even a crowd. At some point, if you fast forward, this includes other prisoners in the crowd. So that's a separate crowd. And finally, I would posit today that an additional featured character in this text is none other than the Holy Spirit. Yes, this is the real chain breaker. The real chain breaker. Because here they are, entangled in the Roman legal system, 
Paul and Silas, and they found themselves in deep trouble. They are in solitary confinement, in fact, having been dragged, stripped, beaten, and charged with public disturbance. Not only have they been charged for preaching an illicit religion, we hear from the we hear from the anti-Semitic rhetoric that they are questioned for a violation of the Roman law. Yes, Paul and Silas are attacked for practicing their religion. They were not teased and chided because they knelt down on the football field displaying their prayerful piety for all to see. That gets it twisted. Yes, maybe it's just me, but there seemed to have been more of a public outcry in our contemporary moment than some of the other things going on now when it came to football players and Sunday afternoon. They were beaten, Paul and Silas, with rods for setting someone free who was captive to evil. They were thrown into prison. They were persecuted. And if you hadn't noticed, this is religious persecution and what an attack on religious freedom really looks like. In the prison cell, Paul and Silas were praying so fervently and singing hymns so loudly until an earthquake came and shook open the prison gates. Even though it wasn't the most pleasant moment of their journey as evangelists here, they had to have asked themselves, how can I not sing? And in singing, the chain breaker comes, enters the scene, and allows everyone shackled to go free. I don't think in our cosmopolitan understanding we go as far to really understand what shackles are like. Some of us know it all too well from our histories. And some of us know of others who've been shackled. Depending on how you look at it, that's still not necessarily a good thing. But this text has always reminded me of how good people end up imprisoned. Just good people. Because some here would say, depending on how you look at this, that Paul and Silas were salt of the earth people. Earnest in their faith, praying to the God whom they loved and served. Depending upon how you look at it. See, since I was a little girl, I've always marveled at this story and the power to communicate so many wonderful things about placing our trust and complete faith in our God. Since becoming a woman has made me revisit the notions of the rampant individualism plaguing our culture and how this message has often been used to encourage individual salvation and an individual's maturity and growth in prayer. Today, as we consider another mass shooting in our nation, having just claimed the lives of 12 people on their jobs on the, this eastern seaboard, just innocently wrapping up the work week as so many of us can relate to, I would ask, when will the church, the people of God, come together as a collective in prayer to break the chains? Yes, the chains that seem to have us bound, the chain that causes us to accept that these shootings are normal, that it's becoming all too familiar, seems to me to be somewhat problematic. Maybe not for you.
but I'm talking about the type of corporate prayer that seeks the kind of change that Paul and Silas sought to break the chains of bondage to a system and a culture that would continue to allow such senseless violence to continue so that new gun laws might be enacted. Christ Church New Zealand didn't wait, why must we? We need a chain breaker. And if it isn't gun laws, there's another issue. We need a chain breaker. We need a chain breaker. There's been a lot of renewed rhetoric on religious freedom in the last several years, where this story about Paul and Silas gives us a biblical account of what an attack on religious freedom might look like biblically. The text clearly reveals that, that they were earnest in their practicing their faith, and one theologian asked an important question. Did they sing, Paul and Silas, because they were centered, or were they centered because they sang? Some of us don't realize the strength and the power we gain just throughout the week in our meanderings around the city and in and out of our jobs, the peace, the power even we gain, not only through prayer, but through singing the songs of the church, the things that help to renew us day by day to continue to fight the good faith. We don't credit this as worship even. If there is no singing, Lord have mercy, the choirs go in recess today. That might not mean as much to you, but I miss them when they're gone. <laughs> Good singing changes the heart and heart rate, improves a disposition that can help with depression, brings tears to eyes and smiles to faces. Why would it not impact the rest of our physical order? Maybe. Easter, in this season we continue and Easter tide is a reflection of the truth of, of creation and not a violation of it. Yes, this season, singing the songs in the church, praying to our God, our maker, the author and the finisher of our faith, that chain breaker, yes, the alpha and the omega, yes, the beginning and the end, yes, the bright and morning star, yes, come Lord Jesus. We need a chain breaker. Come, Lord Jesus. And so, in considering this passage and our time to really bring the season of Easter tide to a close as we prepare and head on toward Pentecost, I say, Come, Lord Jesus. Those old camp meetings I remember attending, my brother, sister, and I with our grandparents, as we would go and stay with our grandparents over the summer for just a few weeks. It was never long enough, but you all remember, some of you, those trips to grandma's house over the river and through the woods to grandma's house. You go, well, okay. I'm a southerner, so there sometimes were rivers and woods to go through. So as we traversed our way to find over the ways and highways and byways, as they would say, our time with our grandmother. 
I remember in the old camp meeting experience that they would take us to on a Sunday afternoon in the middle of nowhere when we would drive their Sunday go-to-meeting car because they didn't take the old pickup truck that my grandfather used during the week and the the old uh, Lizzie, the car they gave a name that was barely making a little putt-putt, if you will. But here we are, packed in the back and looking forward to that great day of Sunday, the Lord's Day, where we would spend all day in worship. The camp meeting was just another added bonus. It was a weird kind of -of out-of-body experience as a little girl, not understanding what was going on. But as I thought of this text, thought of what we need and how in our culture right now, some of the songs that gave me strength could maybe help give us a boost. One of the songs they were singing at that great camp meeting after the preacher had finished the rousing sermon that would call sinners to repentance. Again, all roads leading to salvation. Then, of course, the choir would come in and sing, I'm free, I'm free, praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound, no more chains holding me. My soul is resting. It's just a blessing. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm free. And y'all, if I had the gift of singing, I would sing it for you. But I'm not blessed like our senior minister, Steve, has that gift. I'll leave it to him, but... I I think about Tasha Cobbs, and maybe I could get in where she stands, and I think about how she has contemporized this text for us and talking about chains being broken, and some of us in our personal lives, we need a chain breaker. Some of us in experiences with our jobs or in school, now that we're wrapping up that season, sometimes it's our financial situation, maybe it's a housing situation. You don't reveal it all to me, but God surely knows, and you have been praying for a chain breaker. And that's all right. So Tasha Cobbs comes in and says, for us in the season and in the spirit of that great camp meeting I would have as a little girl, there is power. In the name of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. chain. 